Welcome, baseball fans. It is time once again for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, a beautiful, balmy, 60-degree day here in Atlanta, oh, Georgia. Just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. And I, I ran into frustration all this morning in different ways I won't go into, but I just couldn't, re- I couldn't remain upset because it was such a beautiful day. Oh, absolutely. For a Tuesday in February, this is this is magical. Really? And I think it's no coincidence that pitchers and catchers are reporting in the next two days. God is just as excited as we are. So we're here. We're here. Baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, first week in November, we were as sad as could be. It's like we thought it would never come back. But sure enough, as Winter leads to spring, and for the last 150 years, that's meant baseball. So I know you're excited for pitchers and catchers. I'm certainly excited for pitchers and catchers reporting in spring training. But just how excited are you compared to years prior for this year's spring training? Um, You mean as a Braves fan or as a baseball fan? Well, just as a baseball fan overall, but then, you know, considering... That well, this is going to be the Braves showcase for most I'm, of the year. I'm excited that we're going to go down to Florida and see a bunch of these teams. That's right. And absolutely. That's, uh, I mean, uh, I, I don't compare it from one year to the next, but this uh, every year is a great year. Yeah. Well, every year that there's baseball is a great year, but, uh, you know. But, yeah, the year there was a strike now. Yeah, that was that was terrible. But, um, you know, the Braves, uh, it's been a tough winter. For those of us with our hearts tied to the Atlanta Braves organization, um, but um, but hope springs eternal. I tell you what, they're absolutely right. So, what what Braves prospect are you most excited to see in the Swanson. spring time? Swanson, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it looks like they're uh, targeting him to come up at uh, the um, end of the season, uh, if not sooner, uh, and. The uh, I'd like to see the big left-hander uh, was Newsom, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Sean guy, Newcomb. Yeah, Newcomb. Yeah, that uh, came in the Simmons trade. I mean, uh, it's not his fault. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I mean, you know, there there are a lot of people. I, I want to see uh, the other guy that um, was the other pitcher that uh, we got in the Shelby Miller trade. Um, I'd have to look it uh, up, but uh, he gets overshadowed by the fact that Swanson came over. But right, right, yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of people I want to see. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of forecast, not kind of, we forecasted that last year that spring training was going to be all year for the Braves. Right. So compared to going into last year, are you more or less excited about seeing the prospects that we're going to have? Well, we, we made year? all of the end. Uh, I don't remember if it was hard or uh, who it was that said this, but last year, we made all of these trades for prospects that are a good bit away. Uh, and now we've made trades for prospects that are right here, you know, that True. are uh, ready to come upon the scene. And so there is a depth now that there wasn't before. And things do start to look like, uh, you know, th- that uh, there is a silver lining that is That's- just a sliver, but it's out there. I would agree. I mean, the Andrelton trade upset me and, and you, certainly, and all of Braves country so much, those who have been invested in the team through these middling years. But they're following a model that the Astros and Cubs have thrown out that's very successful. So success is in the blueprint. 
you know, I, and I believe that now. And, and so I, I agree that, um, I will be happy to see, uh, see these pieces out there and see them come together. All right. So let's, uh, let's do like a, a rough five burning questions for spring training. Number one, do the Braves, do you see them pulling off another blockbuster, uh, right before the season starts a la the Kimball Kimbrel trade last year? Um, I certainly think it's possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, how likely? Um, <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you think, what you're terming blockbuster. I can see a significant player from the Braves, uh, Markakis, could end up somewhere, uh, you know, be, being traded. I don't see Freddie being traded. It's not to their benefit right now. He's coming off an injury, see uh, an injured season, and he he's not at. Uh, tremendous market value right now, um, right? The or at peak market value. Uh, and the same thing may be said for Tehran or for Julia. Uh, but somebody like Marcakis or uh, uh, any of the outfielders, really, uh, uh, I could see going. I mean, something like that could happen. Yeah, um, but you're confident that uh, Hayward and Tehran will be on the team opening day. No, I think Hayward will not be on the team. Uh, <laughs> That's my guess. Forgive me. Let me take that back. But you're confident that Freeman and Tehran will be on the opening day roster? Yeah, no, I'm not confident. I I think it's very likely that they will be. Yeah. Um, by the way, it's Aaron Blair. Aaron Blair. That was the guy. Yeah, that was in the trade. And really, uh, to not to be overlooked, Ender Inciarte. Well, and he's somebody else I think might be uh, traded before. Yeah, the spring training, either him or Marquez, I think is very likely. Or anybody in the outfield, if they could get somebody to take Oliveira now, they would. Yeah, um, that's let, that's let's question number two there. Um, who is going to be the Braves' starting third baseman when uh, opening day comes around? Uh, I'm not certain. Um, I I don't think it will be Oliveira. I think he's you know strictly in right field now. Uh, it is. Uh, very like uh, likely to see Peterson over there. Yeah, I mean, and uh, because there we have all of these middle infielders now, it's going to be interesting to see who we get in the uh, this international draft thing that's coming up. Right. Um, all right. Third burning question: It appears as though Baltimore is going to be a late mover and shaker. Um, if they get Gallardo, which has been mm-hmm. reported, and if they may sign my boy Dexter Fowler, um, how do you feel about Baltimore then? I think it's too little, too late. I don't see them. Um, I don't see them vaulting over the other teams in the East. No, no, I don't. Uh, I think the Red Sox have greatly improved their. Uh, uh, they're standing, even though they still have uh, Ramir, uh, Ramirez at first. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I and I think the Blue Jays are uh, having a full year with Tulo and stuff. They, you know, they're going to be they're a hard team to just put behind. Uh, so I I don't. Um, Does Baltimore though? Are we not giving them enough credit for the Buck Showalter factor? Oh, the Buck Showalter factor is what makes them possible to be there. Uh, I mean, just like Madden did with the Rays. Uh, Sure. The uh, I and the Rays have a lot of good pitches. That that's a very good division again. 
yeah. Showalter uh, in Baltimore appears to be as good a manager as there is in the game. Yeah. In Baltimore. I don't know that he would be the same in other uh, markets. Yeah. But see, Baltimore, I think it's uh, it, it's it's interesting. They, they I had not considered this um, during the hot stove season, but they're kind of okay with giving up draft picks, signing these players who were tendered qualifying well, offers. Once you give up one, uh, you know, once you've given up the draft pick, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, so what? Fire away. That, yeah, I mean, you've already done it. Yeah. So um, now, of course, you know, all the pundits out there, they want to give their World Series picks here before a pitcher or catcher has officially reported. We are like a fine wine. We're gonna let we're gonna let some split squads and some games happen before going into our season preview. But um that being said, the stacked AL East, who is the Red Sox first baseman come opening day? Uh well I still think uh it could be anybody. It could be Freeze you know, who hasn't signed, you know, uh, it, it could be, what's his name? It was at Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, Alvarez. Uh, Al- yeah. I mean, there's no telling what the Red Sox will do right now. It still looks like it'll be Hanley, but, uh, yeah. I, uh, just, that's just tough to see. Yeah. And then, uh, finally, what are you going to be most excited to see in spring training from the following big ticket things, the Cubs starting lineup, the Yankees bullpen or the Diamondbacks' new starting rotation? Well, first of all, you're not going to see any of those. in. Uh, you'll see the Diamondbacks' starting rotation somewhat. The uh, You will not see the Yankee bullpen. They will pitch in different games. You know, they won't come in and uh, they're, they're scheduled to pitch often – uh, closers and late inning relievers pitch in the third inning to make certain they pitch against um, the starting players and they're not uh, hitting pitching against you know, these guys that are going to be in double A. Uh, as far as the Cubs starting eight, they're not going to be together that much, you know, right. uh, in, in spring training. Uh, these are all things that I'm looking forward to, to for this coming season. I'm as much as I hate it, I'm looking forward to the Mets starting staff. That could be yeah. just, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, who knows? I mean, there are a lot of things I'm looking forward to. They return their big four. They got to find a place for uh, Mats. They got to find All a right. place for Zach Wheeler. Um, I think Mats is now part of that big four. But um, anyway, yeah, that starting rotation on paper is ridiculous. Um, so let's just. You know, we're going to throw this out probably in a blink of an eye, but who would be your World Series contenders, your World Series participants based on the offseason? Cubs. All <laughs> um, right. Based on the offseason, uh, the. Uh, Got the Cubs from the National League and the American League. Well, I don't League. know if I can say the Cubs over the Dodgers, but I'm going to say the Cubs right now. Uh, but this could change before. The season starts. We, you know, uh, yeah. go through spring training. And see, well, right. Uh, I mean, that's, but I'll yeah. say, jeez, oh, uh, American League kind of wide open. I'm, I'm going to have to go the Red Sox right now. Yep. All right. I, Sox World Series. Yeah, I, I, I would say, I don't believe in the giant pitching. Yeah. No. But it'll. Uh, we'll see what Rigetti can do with him. He's as good a, you know, 
pitching coaches there is in the game. And if he can make Cueto and uh, Samarge and rebound, then, then the Giants are there. But I don't believe in it yet. Right. Well, I think Cubs and Red Sox is uh, very probable to say the least. I'm sure Vegas agrees with you. But um, out of the box here, the defending world champion and two-time defending AL champion is the Kansas City Royals. Um, They were projected at 72 wins last year um, and, of course, won the whole thing. So are you overlooking Kansas City already? Their Pocota ranking again this year is 76 right. wins. I mean, uh, am I overlooking Kansas City? Uh, no. I think that they have a very good chance uh, of winning. I don't think – it's just incredible to me that in the same division, the Indians are projected to win 92 games. You know, right. Who, who's looking at these predictions? You know, They uh, cannot factor the human element. Right. Well, Never have been able to and never will, but – I, uh, it's the 2006 Cardinals won 83 games and then won the entire world series on the backs of people like, you know, David Eckstein. So you got to throw those miles, but they did have Albert Pujols and that helps. Um, but about the Royals point I'm getting to is this, um, game five of the world series, the famous Hosmer play, uh, ground ball to David Wright in the ninth inning Hosmer breaks for home. Um, and, you know, forces an errant throw. That ties the game. Then the floodgates open. Royals win World Series champions. Ned Yost credits running plays like that in spring training before the season uh, as part of their preparation. He credits the spring training specifically for players having the heads up to, to, to have that kind of base running mentality in the World Series. Do you think that that has sent shockwaves through the entire MLB for how they're going to how how all teams are going to approach this spring training the contending teams uh 100% no 100% no right well don't you want to win <laughs> and they won does that not sound like <laughs> Ned Yost saying that you know we my planning and schemes in spring training are such that we knew how to this was instinctive within my boys. Uh, the it's that's baseball. You practice that in little league, in pony league, in colt leagues, and in, in traveling teams, in high school, and you practice that those plays over and over and over again. Uh, Ned Yost was not doing anything that managers and organizations haven't been doing for years. Uh, the uh, except Ned Yost has really long arms and is able to pat himself on the back uh, <laughs> a lot better than uh, most managers. Now tell me how you really feel. <laughs> but I mean, like you look at a team like the Cubs. All right, you just said that the Cubs are going to be the NL champs if you had to call it right now before a single right. pitch is thrown. They swing and miss at a lot of balls. They're right. sabermetrics, yeah. darling. They got beat by a great pitching staff uh, and a team, the Mets, that was putting a lot of pressure on their pitchers. So should the, the Royal, Cubs... The Royals won and keep continue to win because they've had dynamic bullpens uh, with good defense behind them uh, for some time now. I mean, that, that's been their key. Uh, 
Why do you think the Yankees have loaded up the way they have? It, this may be you know, just cutting the game, you know, in half, you know, to where it's only six innings. You know, yeah, uh, it, it's uh, the the Royals didn't win because of Ned Yost spring training design. <laughs> When you were when you were in your playing days in college, which uh, that was the highest level you oh, yeah. you achieved, correct? Well, you know, at least you tried. <laughs> um, when when y'all were in uh, preparation for the season, the the college version of spring training, it was there a spring training for for college ball? Sure, there is. There is for everybody. I mean, there yeah. is uh, for high school. I mean, I've spent years doing that. I mean, there is for. Uh, for everything uh, I mean and it's just basic you know base running is part of the game it's a very significant part of the game right? Hosmer was I mean that sort of thing is too often left off of a major league team but uh, often it's because certain people just can't get their legs to move anymore you know after a long <laughs> season and they're they're beat down and stuff but when it uh, but at crunch time, when things really matter, Sid Bream's going to round third and come in home <laughs> with a piano on his back. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is an excellent point. And, you know, I think that, and we said this in 2014, but it's just if there's something to give universal credit to the Royals, and you're going to have to, you know, allow Ned Yost to be included in this. Uh, whatever congratulations adulations adulations thank you um is that it's making the game more exciting well, or bringing it back to a place of excitement when you know for base running for I'll running the bases something else. i'll tell you something else it is not a you know playing in kaufman is not a bandbox it's really now an old ballpark that had it's a difficult park right. to hit home runs in and so they have a team that plays to the ballpark if we had more ballparks that weren't these things glorified you know home run things i don't know uh they're almost becoming like uh pacific coast ballparks uh, right the uh and that that has a lot to do with it yeah and they definitely Dayton Moore get should get all kinds of credit that he already I mean he already has but for putting the team the right team to play in that stadium right so all right well it's only two days away and the weather reflects the excitement inside all of us baseball does not have to be sold to you and I we're gonna watch it no matter what but for those who uh, who want to become more interested it always helps to have a good commercial sell sell your product wouldn't you say. Oh, yes, I would. Yeah, so going first to third, we're going to talk about and pay tribute to some of the best baseball commercials of all time. Um, This is television, and uh, why don't you give me your five, and we'll look at some of these on the YouTube. All right, well, my first, it will always be my first, you know, is Chicks Dig the Long Ball. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, it has to, I mean, uh, I... Love the participants, you know, have, uh, and I think Greg Maddox is as funny as, uh, and as outrageously funny as anybody I've seen firsthand in sports. So here we have it. Chicks dig the long ball. Hey, we got Cy Young winners over here. (laughs) Really great acting by Tom Glavin in this as well. Right. Good training montage. Right. It's, it's the best. Oh, 
<laughs> See? Mad Dog, get out of the way with that. <laughs> it's really... It's... <laughs> this is the best part. Hey, have you guys seen Mark? <laughs> Great ad lib there, I, I would hope. Um, that is the best baseball <laughs> commercial ever made. And uh, is it kind of bittersweet or poignant that <laughs> that it's the uh, steroid king himself? No. That's no. the long ball antagonist in it? No, he. I have no problem with that. He's yeah. he's not that commercial's not about him, right? No, and and, and I mean you can't undersell the acting job. All right, uh, next one. Uh, people will come, Roy or Ray. <laughs> Roy, people people will come. Now Ray. I forget this one. What, what which commercial is that? It's an MLB commercial that starts off with James Earl Jones uh, saying. People will come, you know the the field of dreams uh, sure. thing, and then the whole passage is broken into uh, different major league ball players say it. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yes, uh, fill out the whole thing. I mean, it is it's wonderful. You know the 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 Glavin Maddox chick dig the long ball commercial is just hilarious, right? You know, and it gives a personal personable side to. Um, to baseball players, and then of course it's selling Nike. Right, so, right. but this commercial really does just sell the game itself, and it brings back the memories of that film. And it's almost just God bless. It's just just romantic. So we'll bring that one up here in a second. Um, what was the first baseball TV ad you remember from your youth? Uh, actually, I remember baseball players selling cigarettes. Yeah. Uh sure. I uh let me think. The it appears I, I I don't even remember. I think it was Duke Snyder who was selling some sort of shaving cream, Gillette or maybe the razor blades or something. I I, I don't Ray. Yeah. People will come, Ray. All right, here it is. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They what a great lineup of players know, to participate sure. in this. Oh yeah. Arrive at your doorstep. As innocent as children longing for the past. You have Cole Hamels as a Philly, though. Of course we won't yeah, well, nobody's out. perfect. Say it's you only know, you got to try to appeal to as many we'll demographics as you can. Yeah, that's true. Do you think that the younger millennial generation knows a field of dreams? Is that a timeless? I think so. I think there uh, are enough fathers that have shown that to the millennials. Yeah. watch the game. They should have Donaldson there though, with his hair, with the hat off. He and Harper. Yeah. Can they get Harper to do anything? (laughs) Nostalgic? Does he have that in him? I don't know. No. Has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It has been erased like a black. Great music too. Yeah. The music bed's very subtle. I like that a lot. This field, this game, it's a part where I passed, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. And that could be again. Oh. People will come, Ray. Man. Uh, most definitely come. Yep. People will most definitely come. Welcome back. That's far too appropriate. 
All right, I've got one for you that right. I don't know if you've ever seen, and this is Met-specific, but by far, it's one of the coolest baseball commercials I've ever seen, and it's simply for the Mets. So yeah. good job by the New York Mets. All of these we'll have up on the site so you can see this this fabulous YouTube playlist of uh, commercials. But here it is, done by Digital Domain. Props to Digital Domain. They did the Terminator films, among many others, but... Kind of a dystopian future, but yes. one that I would love to take part in. How would you feel if baseball was played by robots in the future? Um, there actually was a Twilight Zone where there was a pitcher who was a robot. Um, yeah, I think it's great that that's number 41. Yeah, good good call. Again, this is made by the Mets for Mets right. fans. So. And so it should be number 41. Oh, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure it's striking out a Philly robot. <laughs> I think this commercial, though, for the Mets, this futuristic cyborg baseball team, Kind of what the millennial generation needs, right? Yeah, it could be. They that need could be. the baseball. All right, well, let me. The grand old game needs a little pizzazz from time to time. All right, let me give you one that may be more millennial driven. All right, Sky TV Japan. Sky TV Japan. Yes. Stand by. I'm gonna what describe this one while I look it up. There's not a word in it. They're <laughs> broken bones and all kinds of things. Uh, knuckles being crushed. I, it's. I'm not sure what it is. And it's a. It's a. But it is a baseball commercial. Yes. Sky Perfect TV. All right. It's Sky TV Japan is. All right. Let's see what we got here. So we got a Dice K type pitcher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> This looks frightening. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is like every baseball player's worst nightmare. <laughs> Where in the world did you find this? Very interesting perspective into how the Pacific Rim really looks at baseball. Uh, but seems it's to be pretty millennial intense. driven, and it's oh, certainly <laughs> taking baseball to the land of uh, gladiator sports. Something we here in nostalgic America wouldn't think of so much. Our, um, I think kamikaze. Yeah, baseball. kamikaze baseball, and just for a for a TV station. I hey, I'd watch that network. Um, though it's probably not safe for kids. Um, so now two by Ken Griffey Jr. Number one, uh, one of our personal favorites, the Pepsi commercial with Sammy Sosa. Right, right. Is that ranking your top five? No. No? No. Why not? Uh, there are others that I have to pay homage to before I would go there. All right. Well, then what about... Um, what about the famous Nike commercial with Donnie Baseball and King Griffey Jr., where he runs 
out of Yankee Stadium all the way across the country to catch a Mattingly fly ball, and then he throws it all the way back and throws out the tagging runner at home. Do you remember that one? I do remember it. Uh, Let's see if I can bring it, that one up Is that here. going to beat Yogi's Aflac commercial? Well, <laughs> well, hang on now. We're not all the way done here, but uh, let's find this King Griffey Jr. one. Um, and it's got a very famous tagline. I got it. Is that better than to give you cash, which is just as good as money? <laughs> so here it is. Donnie Baseball. It's almost generational as well. Oh, well, it is. I got it. Because there you got hip, King Griffey, now Hall of Famer King Griffey Jr. Yeah. And the thing is, is that he does got it. I, I uh, forgot about the map in this. Yeah. <laughs> the music's great in this commercial. What song is that? I don't know. I think the greatest thing is, though, that he throws out the runner at home. Yeah. He's got a hose. He did. Always has, always will. Well, I think that in, 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 in my five, at least one of those King Griffey Jr. commercials, probably... I'll go with this Nike one because with Sammy Sosa, of course, Sosa, you know, he broke all of our hearts. Say it ain't Sosa. All right, give me one more from you. What do you? What else you got? Uh, there's the Dicks commercial. Uh, oh, that's great. The, uh, I mean, where it shows the true tension of baseball. I mean, uh, I don't know what it's called. I just know it was a Dicks commercial. Uh, something about always be prepared or something i don't know yeah uh, the season starts yeah you know or like everything matters right uh i, I find out what their their logo was i just i do know it was a dick's commercial and it is it's for dick sporting goods yeah and or the uh, season I know it starts was done there. in one shot too uh um really great lighting in that one oh it too. was tremendous and i mean and the participants were real ball players yeah yeah and it's of the high school level yeah but it shows that it could be college could be could college, be, could be. but yeah, it starts with a swing and a miss at the plate, and then the yeah. moves around the horn and shows the conversation going on, right? And the movement, and all of this is real, and I think it is college. Yeah, all in one take. I'm always a fan of any sort of visual media that's able to do it in one take. Dix has made several really top-notch commercials. Yeah, and for those who think that baseball is boring. They should they should be required to watch this if they call themselves a sports fan. Sports fan. Well, it's all about the tension. Yeah. And when it counts, you know, imagine this is just a a regular season game. Right. Yep. The dick that's definitely in the top five. Alright. What else? Well, as I said, the Aflac and Yogi commercial, only because Yogi's in it. You yeah. Know? I mean, and uh, at that time, I was just so happy to see Yogi alive and, you know, uh, about himself. I mean, it was, it's, the Aflac commercials were funny at times, but uh, it was. That was just, the best. Yeah. And it was just about seeing Yogi there. Yeah. That was the best. And, and if, if nothing else, just if nothing else, the greatness of that commercial is that. 
it, it is selling Yogi, essentially. Yeah, right, right. It's Yogi selling a specific product and not necessarily the game. Right. So um, I don't think we need to review that one because, but uh, hey, you know what? Um, do they give you cash? It's just as good as money. Yeah. <laughs> if you get hurt and you miss work, it um, won't hurt uh, to miss it, work. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. And then is that is that five? Uh, if I put in the Sky TV Japan, which I'm not quite decide, I haven't quite decided if if I, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's certainly exceptional. I I would also have the uh, Pepsi Max Field of Dreams thing, the right one where uh, I think it's Pepsi Max. Yeah, it was the, it the guy with the because uh, they have the Pepsi guy coming out now, where uh, CC is walking through uh, the fields, you know, and he sees right. everybody. Uh, and, Ozzy Smith comes and does a flip right in front of the thing. I mean, uh, all the, it was good to see a lot of old ball players there. I think Raleigh Fingers is in that commercial. Yeah, uh, let me find that one. The uh, um, again, relating back to Field of Dreams. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Field of Dreams is really the 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 centerpiece of promoting the game of baseball, artistically speaking. Uh, would you? I would say. Would a you are, centerpiece? It's a centerpiece. There right. you go. Yeah, few things are as great an ambassador to baseball through visual media as Field of Dreams. Um, but let's see if we can find this Pepsi Max Field of Dreams commercial. Oh yeah, whole roster of Hall of Famers in this one. Right. It starts zero with calories, <laughs> zero calories and maximum Pepsi taste. Call me T H O. glad you made it. Ricky wins again. Of course, Ricky would be in this. Do you think that Hall of Famers had to compete with each other to get in this commercial? Uh, what do you mean, compete with each other? They, everybody was calling their agent saying, I better be in this commercial. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know that a lot of them knew about it uh, when it was being made. Uh, there might be a lot of Hall of Famers that are calling their agents after it was made saying, why wasn't I in that commercial? But right, yeah. I think uh, there's a longer version than the one you showed. As yeah. Well. But. There, uh, there certainly is. But that's a great one as well. Although I don't like the product as much as, no. you know, no. I would never drink Pepsi Max as it is. So even using baseball to tie it in, I'm still not going to buy it. Right. All right, so what's next? Oh, that's it. That would be my. Uh, some I've given you six, so I uh, right somewhere in there is my top five. <laughs> Curiously, though, you've left out one that's that's easily in mine, um, and uh, I'm surprised you didn't say it. And uh, I'm just gonna. Oh, the Hank Aaron Barry Vaughn's commercial. <laughs> Hank's trying to tell Barry to stop and retire. I know. I, I forgot that. Hank. Hank who? Want retirement advice from someone you can trust? At Charles Schwab, you'll get expert advice that's objective, uncomplicated, and not just because it's a Braves legend in there, but uh, um, I think it's... Okay, that was it. Again, a Braves legend with perfect delivery. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hank. <laughs> All right. So somewhere in there I like was the a Carl five. Schwab thing. Is we see Barry Bonds fading in the background. Somebody you can trust. <laughs> now you knew a story about that shoot 
that Bonds was a real malcontent, and that's not news, but particularly on that commercial, that right, shoot. Right, I do. He showed up real late or something like that. Showed up late and threw throwing bats around because right. he's like, these aren't my bats. And right. I don't remember the whole story now. Kind of a senior moment, but uh, I do remember. Yeah. Something about that. I think yeah. I heard, uh, well, maybe I should mention his name. I know who I heard it through, who had uh, intimate knowledge of Hank Aaron's doings at the time yeah and it was as if uh i think part of that tantrum that he threw is like calling himself the greatest player on that set that day and it's like you know willie mays is in the dugout coaching you and hank aaron's on the set as well so you might want to taper that uh comment you know ah marlin's so so happy for them (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh anything else It'll be interesting to see how Giancarlo Stanton and he get along. Oh yeah, that's going to be some uh, fireworks. But it'll know, just who knows? Stanton may hit you know eighty home runs. Yeah, because <laughs> Bonds may hook him up with his uh, <laughs> <laughs> with his nutritionist. In, in which case, he might make it through the uh, whole year. Yeah. No. All right. Um, and you know, speaking of which, I don't know. Maybe we save this for another one. But what, what did you take of what? What were your thoughts on Mejia getting uh, banned for life? Here's our first banned for life from baseball, the Jeremy Mejia. Mejia, Mejia. Well, however. it was inevitable, and uh, it was, it, what, how old was he? 24, 26, you know? Somewhere uh, in there, early, mid-20s. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't have thought it would have been somebody. But, you know, there are several two-time people around. You know, it was, it was going to happen. Yeah, it was. And uh, I just, I'm surprised that it took this long, maybe, or that he could have been that dumb. <laughs> what do you not learn from the first two? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they all, uh, he's not doing it unless he thinks he can get away with it. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, come Thursday, we will hear the thwap of the ball in the glove and horsehide hitting wood. So. All right, and as always, thank you to everyone listening out there in Internet Radio land. Uh, you can check us out at the website, first and foremost, runningthebases.com. Uh, you can also find the podcast available on soundcloud.com slash runningthebases or on iTunes. So for Coach Bounds, I'm Tucker Wells. This has been the Running the Bases podcast. Coming into home, and we're safe. Coach, have a great night. Good night.